welcome to Sock Talk from Orange Socks, where we discuss topics affecting people with disabilities. I'm your host, Dr. Gerald Neviger. Today I had the opportunity to speak with Josh Veach, co-director of Go Shout Love. Go Shout Love began in 2014, so it's really not very old. It was started by Kristen Eastock. Kristen originally used her blog to tell the story of a family with a child with spinal muscular atrophy. And from there, Go Shout Love grew into the social enterprise it is today. You need to check them out at goshout.love. That's goshout.love. Go Shout Love is a cause-driven business that raises awareness, funds, and creates community through social media for families who have children on rare medical journeys. At the end of each month, all donations and half of the month's proceeds go towards helping families. For example, helping pay for the changes to a family's home to make it more accessible. I have the privilege today of speaking with Josh Veach of Go Shout Love. Tell me, what is Go Shout Love? We are a cause-driven, for-profit business, and we are doing good for families with kids on rare medical journeys. It's kind of the shortest way we say it, and what we do is a little bit unique in that we are a very charitable organization, but we are not a nonprofit, which gets confusing to people I know. But basically how that works is we run an online store, and 50% of gross profit each month goes to a selected family, or in some cases, multiple families that have a child on a rare medical journey. Those proceeds then go directly to the family to help offset any cost that they have in caring for the children that may not be covered by insurance. And so for some families that may look like helping contribute to the cost of repairing or getting a new handicap accessible van or making their home more handicap accessible. In one case, it helped a child that had a terminal diagnosis make it to Disney World with his entire family just a few weeks before he passed away and kind of gave them this memory, this moment together as a family that they maybe otherwise wouldn't have had. So how those funds are used, we leave that up to the families. But yeah, that's kind of what we do in a nutshell. That's awesome. That really is awesome. How and why did you get started? Well, Go Shot Love was officially started in 2014 by a gal named Kristen Estock. She was kind of moved at the time. She had just had her first child and was a new mom and was blogging at the time and came across a story, I believe, on social media through a friend of a friend, also of a new mom that was sharing about their child being diagnosed with SMA, spinal muscular atrophy. And Kristen just felt this overwhelming sense of empathy and I I need to do something to help that family. And so she, with the family's permission, of course, used her blog to kind of tell their story and help people connect and support this family. That turned into another family reaching out and saying, hey, could you do the same for us? And in the process, they created t-shirts and then it just kind of rolled into a business accidentally. That's kind of how it got started. And so the whole idea is each month we're creating a t-shirt that is uniquely inspired by the child that's being featured that month. And we also offer other products as well, but the lead thing that we do is t-shirts. And so that's how it got started. I personally got connected with Go Shout Love shortly after they started. I have another business doing website development and marketing and all that kind of good stuff, digital advertising. And so uh, I was helping them and fell in love with the mission. So we got to do their website and we started doing their videos for featuring the families and kind of interviewing the families and using that video to tell the family's story each month. And then about two years in, Kristen just had some things going on in life and needed to step away and take a break, which was a total bummer for me because it's always no fun to lose a client, but especially when you're in love with the work that that client is doing, which I was, you know, there's something very special about the work 
work. And so I just stayed in close contact with Kristen over that time. And uh, they kind of made the determination that they weren't going to be able to come back. But if we wanted to take it on, we could. And so we worked out the details of that. There's kind of two phases of Go Shout Love. There's the early years, 2014 to 2016. And then my wife and I officially relaunched it with our team in 2018, in July 1 of 2018. So we're nearing two years of running it now. After our interview that you did with me, which was an honor to do, you sent a t-shirt to Vanessa and myself, which we wear proudly, by the way. And Thank you. She, awesome. She sports that t-shirt more than about anything else right now. So that's great. So appreciate that. Do you do Go Shout Love full-time? I do not. It is definitely a side gig, but it's definitely something that I'm passionate about and I don't do it alone. My uh, We have a team of seven total people that are involved in some form or fashion and for all of them, it's part-time. We do our best to present as if we're a large organization and have everything together, but behind the scenes, we're just a very small team running things as lean as possible. We've figured out some good systems to be effective and to be efficient. I would love for it to be large enough one day where it required and was able to support a full-time role. But no, it is something that we lead out of passion, but out of the extra in our time. So tell me, what is the mission or goal? What do you want to accomplish with Go Shout Love? Yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, when I first got involved, I really focused on the financial element. You know, we're doing tangibly something good for these families. And that is absolutely true. You know, we've been able to just in the last, I believe, once we figure all of May's sales from 2018 till now, we will have been able to give away over $120,000 to families, which is for, like I said, a small team. We're very proud of that. When I first got involved, I thought that was kind of it. That was the thing. And while that is definitely impactful and important, I've learned the value of, of story. I've learned the value of these families who oftentimes do not have the community around them that really know them and can say, I've walked in your shoes. We kind of serve as a catalyst for their support group to dive deeper into their story, but then we also connect them with strangers, some of which who just are interested in what's going on in Go Shout Love, and then some of which who are on very similar journeys and can rally around and support. And so I think the level of love and support that these families feel by being heard and being recognized and supported and just receiving words of encouragement on social media, which is a big part of what we do, is kind of connect people with them. I think that's the real value. I think almost all of our families would say that the check that they get, you know, whether it's $2,000 or $14,000, the check that they get is icing on the cake for them. It's very impactful tangibly, but the love and support that they feel during their month and beyond is really, I think, the value that we add. And so I'd say those two things are really what we're trying to accomplish. We want these families to have a place where they're heard and loved and supported. And then we want to just do good. We want to tangibly impact their everyday life by supplying a need that they have. How do you help people at Go Shout Love? Kind of the process works is they get nominated through our website. Families nominate themselves or maybe a friend or family member nominates them. We kind of go through a criteria of things that we're trying to look for that would help us determine if they'd be a good fit, if we'd be able to have an impactful month for them. So then families are selected. We try to capture their story on video and over a podcast and then photography. So we travel to them. Hopefully we're still trying to figure that out in this post-COVID world, what that's going to look like. But in the past, that's what we've done. And so then we use all those resources to put together kind of a month and we tell their story online. Our homepage of our website is updated to reflect that child's story. Our podcast episodes drop during the month that kind of go into a deeper level of their story. And then throughout the month on social media, we kind of drop in different pieces of their story. So that's one way that we help them as far as helping them tell their story. And then of course, 
our entire shop all month long, 50% of gross profit from every item sold in the shop during the month will go to the family. Do people then find you more than you go out and find them? You mean as far as families that are being yeah. uh, nominated and featured? We very rarely seek out anyone. The only times that we've done that is if we are familiar with a family and their story and they're in a region that we're already getting ready to feature someone. We will either kind of break them up over a couple of months or sometimes we'll do them in the same month. You know, we've had months where we did, I believe, five kiddos from Boston in one month and several from Pittsburgh in one month. And those months are great because it kind of brings these three to five families together and they create a bond that's incredible. And then they kind of all of their networks kind of rally together and have big months. On those occasions, we will sometimes seek out in a specific region and ask people if they're interested, but that's very much the exception. Almost everyone is just through our nomination process. What have been some of the challenges and joys that you've experienced with the Go Shout Love organization or movement? I'm not sure exactly. Do you call it an organization or a movement? Or a... <laughs> That's a great question. I've landed on when I present or when I have conversations is to say that we are a cause-driven for-profit business. We don't want to present ourselves as a nonprofit because we definitely aren't that. And yet we do the good work in the same way that many nonprofits do. That's a really great question, the challenges and joys, because there's so many. I think the joys are Getting to meet the families, the kids is an incredible blessing. Just because of my nature, I'm a business mind. I love being able to send a check. When we get through the end of a month and are able to kind of do all of our financials and figure out the blessing that's gonna head their way, whether it's providing a swing for their backyard or making it easier for kids to just get around in their house, to know that that check that we're getting ready to send is going to tangibly make a difference in their everyday life is incredibly rewarding for me. And so I'd say those are probably the joys, the biggest joys. As far as challenges, we're a business and we have to navigate those tough times or low months or you know, even in the midst of this season where the economy is in a really difficult position. Our ability to provide for not only our families, but also continue to pay our team members in a fair wage, that's an important weight, that's a challenge. I think the biggest challenge in the big picture is that we're limited in how many families we can help. We are working on ways to expand our model and kind of launch new initiatives that would help that area a little bit, but that is definitely the biggest challenge because we receive so many nominations. I'm sure you're in the same boat. You're overwhelmed with how many need the help, need the support, and you just can't help them all. And that is a really hard reality and challenge to live with. I know you're a businessman, which is terrific. And businessmen, I think, get a bum rap as just being about the money and et cetera, et cetera. You certainly are running a mission-driven organization, which is just awesome. But I'm curious about on the personal level, as you've interviewed these families, met with these families, met with the kids, what's been the impact on you personally of doing this work? Man, that's a great question, too. I think when you meet people who have navigated and are navigating extremely difficult situations with grace, with strength, with courage. It's impossible to not be impacted by their stories. It has given me an overwhelming realignment in my perspective, in my lens of how I view the world, how I view other people, especially people that look and act and are in every way possible different than me. It has helped me in that area. Because when you grow up in a situation where everyone is always like you, whether it's race or whether it's religion or whatever the thing is, if your whole life from cradle to grave is the people that are just like you, 
there's no way that you have a clear view of the world and the beauty that's in the world. I think these families had allowed me to see all the goodness and beauty that blossoms in our world in completely different ways, oftentimes out of pain and suffering. And that's not to minimize the challenges that these families face, but there is definitely beauty there as well. I think that's probably the biggest impact in just kind of a nutshell, how that's impacted me. So tell me, how can people find you? We are on social media at Go Shout Love. Instagram and Facebook are our primary channels. We're on Twitter as well. And then our website is goshout.love. There you'll see this month's featured family and all the current t-shirt design and past designs, of course, that are available as well. And yeah, that's how you can connect with us. Super. Anything else you want to tell the world? I would just say, look for the opportunity to be the good. I think I've learned that as well. We have a lot of people that respond to the work that we're doing and they'll comment and they'll say, I can't afford a shirt right now, but they can click share on their Facebook page and somebody will engage in a story of a child and a family that looks completely different than them, that has challenges that are completely different than they understand, but they grow in the process and they get to become the good. So I would just encourage if you're listening, wherever you might be in your life's journey, don't let life pass you by without being an active participant in the good because it's easy to watch and say those people are doing the good. But sometimes rolling up your sleeves and learning to be the good is challenging and it's hard work, but it's totally worth it. And the sense of reward that I have in being able to work with these families is a testament to that. Josh, you need to know you're one of my heroes. I love what you do. I love your organization. And I think it's fun to see something that's aligned with what Orange Sox is trying to accomplish. This is a great work. We are doing good stuff. Thank you so much. I enjoyed meeting with Josh, and I know you'll enjoy learning about Go Shout Love. I am really impressed with the Go Shout Love business model that helps families with children with significant medical challenges. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode. Orange Socks is an initiative of Rise Incorporated, a nonprofit organization dedicated to supporting and advocating for people with disabilities. Follow Orange Socks on Facebook and Instagram and visit our website, orangesocks.org, for more stories and to find national and local resources to help parents of children with disabilities.